You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, if someone says to father or mother, any support you might have had from me is korban, meaning dedicated to God, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. I can imagine if there were Jewish people here listening to this text, they might feel very uncomfortable. And they... And maybe I could imagine Christians listening to the text and pointing their fingers at these guys that are Pharisees. But actually, this reading is very connected to the first reading when Solomon is dedicating the temple. And he is expressing an extraordinary prayer of profound adoration in the temple. So they have built this beautiful temple in Jerusalem. And there is King Solomon, uh, so blessed, especially in his youth, praising God for what he has done, and also recognizing the limits, despite the splendor of the temple, the limits of human ability to express religious faith and relationship. And he says, how could this temple hold you? Many people love Duke and Alton. They love these mosaics. They love the boat altar chapel. They love the picture downstairs. And they are beautiful, and they help people. They love the women's atrium. but. At the end of the day, they're just human realizations. And they can't communicate God's mystery. They're just attempts, they're uh, efforts. And no temple physically built by human beings can hold God. God created the whole universe. They can't express his power. And, And nevertheless, people, especially simple people of faith, when they come into a building that is where you worship God, they feel touched. So these buildings and these paintings and these mosaics and all of these things help us in our relationship with God, but they are relative. 
because the mystery of God far exceeds them. They help us in our path, but they're limited. And it's interesting to see that already 3,000 years ago, Solomon in his prayer recognized that very explicitly. And that was very much part of the richness of the Jewish contribution that the holding God in such sacred um, veneration, they were so reluctant to make physical representations. Uh, obviously prohibited by law, but this was also something that was received in the people. <clears throat> we need to have a center place. We need to have a place. We need to have a time. We need to have days. We need to have seasons, because that's the way we are humanly. We're not angels. We don't live in a perpetual spiritual realm. We're living in the very concrete handlings of life. And this, if we don't have the spaces, uh, we, we won't go there. We won't do something special to develop our prayer life. Um, I had another thought, and it just escaped me right now, but that's good. One of the problems that the re-religious people have is then that we give over-importance to externals. We give uh, too much importance to certain things that are not essential. And, oh yeah, I know the point I wanted to make. Like, what is the purpose of a temple? Well, it's not a kitchen. It's not a store building, it's not a shop, it's not a bakery, it's not a factory, it's just reserved for God. Its only purpose is to create a space where when we go there, what happens there is our God connection. So we need it. But then it could also be spoiled by our routine, by our negligence, by our ritualism, by our legalism, and this is what Jesus is attacking in, this, uh, in today's reading. And we have many um, moments during the Gospels when we see this conflict between Jesus and some of the religious leadership. And the faults in which they fall are so prevalent also for all of us and for any religious community. We can become, we use the word pharisaical, which actually there's an effort going on right now in the church in a collaboration effort with Jewish people to rescue the name of the Pharisees because the Pharisees in themselves were a very uh, wonderful spiritual development. But then they brought things to some extremes that became known in Christian tradition as um, an exaggeration or a caricature of religious life. And so this extreme case that Jesus brings, apparently they had a rule that if certain things that they had were dedicated to God, they had to have that purpose, which is also understandable, but it couldn't excuse them from taking care of their parents. So the very practical day-to-day -day life of a home with aging parents who are failing, the first religious commitment of a human being is to take care of their parents. And that cannot be excused by some pious religious ground. 
So this is what Jesus is dealing with here. That the, when, when are we pure to talk with God? It's not so much about external laws, it's when our heart is in the right place. And our heart is in the right place when we're dedicated to love because God is love. We can't commune with God if we're living selfishly. We can't commune with God if we're just being legalistic and fulfilling externals. We, have to, we can only commune with God if our heart is all in it. Our heart could be struggling, we could be wrestling with it, but that's where the focus has to be. And it's not enough just to do formulas, to say words, to say phrases, to sing songs. Our heart has to be in it. It has to be authentic from the core of our lives. And so we have in both readings, in a certain sense, that authentic prayer of Solomon and the possibility of a corrupted religious experience that actually um, deviates from true religion. And so we also need to watch for that in our own lives, and we can pray for that today. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.